special shout out to all the podcast brothers, man. Not the actual podcast brothers because they disbanded. I mean, my brothers in podcasting. My dad over at Open Secrets Podcast, man. You know, that's woke.com over there. Then I got my man, The Ed Show. Well, he his name is Ed, but The Ed Show. That's a great sports podcast. You know, you can't really beat that sports podcast right there. And then I got my people at Industry Rule 4080. These suckers are shady. I'm that that um that Q-tip line is a little bit before me, so I, I can't really quote it that well. But yeah, man, Melody and King D-Town. Is your name D-Town, or are you like is your name D-Town that you're a king? So you're you're a king that's named D-Town, or is your name King D-Town? You know what I'm saying? I need to know these things, my brother. I need to know these things. But check my people out on SoundCloud and iTunes, man. That's Industry Rule 4080, and that's The Ed Show, and that's Open Secrets Podcast, man. SoundCloud, iTunes, Podcast Addict. Download them, uh, subscribe to them, comment, share, like, do all the good things that people do. Peace. Where you at? I never see you. Free smoke, free smoke, ayy. Free smoke, free smoke, ayy. Free smoke, free smoke, ayy. Niggas move so waste. Please come outside the house and show yourself so I can say it to your face. It's bound to happen, man. It's gotta happen now, so let's just get it out of the way. A lot of niggas going bad on me, please. One at a time. House on the hill, house on the beach, nigga. Facts. A condo in Compton, I'm still in reach, nigga. Facts. I'm fresh out the water, I'm about to breach, nigga. The five foot giant woke up out of his sleep, nigga. What's going on, man? We got another episode of the regular podcast right here. I would say live, but I'm, you know, this is recorded, not live. What's going on with y'all, man? I'm chilling. I'm recording my podcast from my vehicle. Brought my whole setup to my car because it's, you know, it's comfortable out here. It's quiet, you know, it's all good. How was your week, guys and guyettes? Ladies and fellas, gods and earths. Mine was cool. I um I haven't I didn't do much. I went to work. Um the the higher ups at my job they got kinda on edge because they were asking me where I was going and I said I don't wanna talk about it, I'm not gonna disclose that information. So they were scared because they thought I was going to a competitor that's in the same uh, field as us. I reassured them that I was not going to a competitor, but I also stuck to what I was, stuck to my guns. I, I didn't tell them where I was going and I won't tell them where I'm going. I'm sure when I leave, somebody will say it. And the reason I don't want to say it is because the place that I'm going to is going to let them know how I got connected with that job. Somebody at my current job will probably get fired if they find out where I am going because of the perceived importance of me in the workspace that I am currently occupying. Anyway, you know, that's beyond me. I can't do anything for that person, but hope that they don't get caught. But, you know, um, so yeah, I feel like it's been a a pretty 
entertaining last few weeks as far as rap goes. But I'll get into that a little bit later. Um, I'll probably, yeah, I'll get into that a little bit later. Right now, what just happened um, yes, uh, two days ago, it's Sunday right now, on Friday, Donald Trump's health, his new health care bill got shot down. Now, this is what I don't understand. This is what I don't understand. And, and I don't understand this about some of you people out there. Y'all are like trying to throw it up in Donald Trump's face that his health care plan did not get passed. What I don't understand is how you don't understand that he never wanted his health care plan to be passed in the first place. That the plan was ridiculous. It was supposedly going to cost more. It was going to take away the coverage of a whole lot. Not not just people weren't just going to lose their coverage. The things that the insurers would have to cover would go went way down. So they the insurers didn't have to cover a whole lot of things under this bill. There was pretty much no way that that bill would be passed, right? That makes me think, or it lets me know, that he put the plan out there just to show all his voters, hey, I tried, it didn't work, but... We'll keep this thing called Obamacare that I've campaigned uh, strongly against pretty much my whole campaign. Then when I got in office, I said, hey, I actually read over it and it wasn't that bad. Y'all remember um, Trump did that interview with I think it was 60 Minutes. It was one of those, you know, type of interviews. And he said after he was already elected, yeah, that, that actually the Affordable Care Act isn't that bad. Well, he said Obamacare. Because he didn't want to confuse his listeners because they wouldn't know. A lot of them don't know. Still don't know, I guess, that the Affordable Care Act and Obamacare is the same thing, but whatever. He said it's not actually that bad. When he said that, I knew he was not trying to change it at all. Some people thought that he was going to put a plan in place that was going to be Obamacare with a few minor tweaks. I didn't think he was going to do anything. But he did do something. He wrote up a phony bill so that it would get um, turned down and it could look like he tried. So that's that. That's what I that's the thing I don't understand about people that are throwing it in his face. This is what he wanted. He did this purposely. It was it was. It's just crazy that the people that voted for him still don't see what's going on. I just don't I don't understand. I don't know what the hell they're looking at. You know, it's just craziness. This is going to be a brief episode again because, um, you know, it's just about rap, basically. Another thing that's in the news right now heavily is the 14 women, girls and women that went missing, I guess, in 24 hours in Washington, D.C. I'm surprised at the shock and outrage of people all over America right now because this has been happening. This is the same thing with police brutality and police murders. This uh, women and black women going missing and being kidnapped and abducted and put in sex trafficking rings and all this stuff, this has been going on for a long time. What When I question it is when 
the media, the major media outlets, they know what's been going on for a long time because they see these things come across their desk all the time. They choose to talk about it or they choose not to talk about it. Most of the time they don't talk about it. But this weekend, everybody decided to talk about it. I'm not mad that they're talking about it. I want to know why. What's the agenda here? Because, like I said, it's the same thing as police brutality. Police has never been a time where police weren't beating up and shooting black people. Shooting, hanging, lynching, whatever you wanted. Police have been doing that since police have been around. Because if y'all know anything about police, police officers are not that old. Law officers in America were sheriffs and deputies. Police were people that were slave hunters. That's what they were. When slavery ended, they just were people who would go around in gangs and catch black people and do what they felt like doing with them. Or sometimes they would go catch black people and hold them for the sheriff and take them to the sheriff's office. And that's how police for. So that's not that old of a thing. Right. But ever since those people have been around, they've been violating, beating up, brutalizing, abusing, shooting and killing black people. Yet. A few years ago, 2014, when Michael Brown was killed by a police officer, or maybe it was Eric Garner. I don't remember which one was first. Whichever one of those was first, then it goes national, right? Because remember the Trayvon Martin um, killing by George Zimmerman was not a police killing, even though it was a big, big, um, big thing in the news lines, headlines. So... With that being said, human trafficking is not new. It's not new that massive amounts of black women go missing. So I want to know what is the mainstream media trying to do by pushing this agenda right now as if it's just a thing that just started happening. This is what I want to know. I, I don't It's like I said, it's a good thing that people are becoming aware. It's a bad thing to me that nobody cared before. Or maybe some people did care, but a lot of people weren't talking about it before. I don't know if you cared or not. Um, I, I've been working on it for a few weeks now before this whole D.C. thing. I've been working on it for a few weeks now because I'm in Atlanta and Atlanta is the um human trafficking capital of America. It happens here. It's uh, it's uh, very normal here. And it's not legal, but it's normal. They bust pimps all the time for pretty much having women enslaved in houses. They don't let them leave. They make them stay in these houses and they make, and, and they make them prostitute. They start them as young as like 13, sometimes younger than that. So 13, from like 13 to 23, these women are working, they're kidnapped, uh, um, held against their will, made to have sex with men for money. And this has been happening. Like in Atlanta, this is the thing. In Atlanta, they have all of these motels all over the place. Going for like $25, $20, $30 a day. And normally you would think like, oh, well, that's the kind of things you would see in, in high trucking areas. And true, Atlanta is the transportation hub of America. Almost all cargo that comes in America and moves around America comes through Atlanta via a semi-truck, 18-wheeler, right? But some of these hotels and motels that are around here, and some of them charge hourly, too. So think about that. Some of these hotels charge by the hour, not even by the day. 
Some of these hotels are nowhere near any trucking areas. You understand what I'm saying? So if you have a few, let's just say you have a, a few, uh, let's like Norcross. You have corporate buildings and then you have a hotel where they charge by the hour. What do you think that hotel is there for? It's not for, it's not a truck stop. It's there because they have women in there. A lot of times immigrants, but they have women in there. A lot of times children, uh, young girls, and they're in there having sex for money. And it's against their will. They're not a lot. Of, they don't want to do it. They don't want to do it. And it's normal here to hear people talk about. Uh, when when you talk to some people that's in the underworld, they're very open about it, about having chicks, having multiple women working for them. You know, it's kind of sick. It's real sickening that people didn't know this before. That's what's sickening to me, that, that people didn't know. So I've been working on it for the last couple of weeks, um, trying to get um, a lady who works at a, a shelter for human trafficking victims. I've been trying to get the lady on my podcast. I guess she's reviewing everything right now. You know, I have some, some of my podcasts are not, a hundred percent kosher but a lot of it is um information so hopefully she listens and thinks that this is a good place to get the word out and uh yeah so i want to interview this lady they let survivors of human trafficking stay at this place for like two years afterwards and they rehab them they get them some psych help they just you know listen it's a real problem in atlanta a lot of y'all in, in different parts of the country in different parts of the world you don't get to see how uh, it's not as open as it is down here. Down here, you can definitely tell. There's, ho there's hotels and motels everywhere. And you can tell no normal guests are staying there. People just sit outside. It's like a, it's like a trap house. But they're trapping vagina. You know, it's crazy, man. It's craziness, pure craziness. But this is something we need to start paying attention, attention to. Just... You know, and, and people, everybody, not everybody, but so many people have an issue with why these Amber Alerts, why not Amber Alert? The Amber Alerts won't go out unless somebody reports the person missing. So you a lot of times you have the, the women that are in the sex trafficking trade. A lot of them are not. Like kidnapped from stable homes where people are, where everything is, is secure and stable. A lot of them come from situations where the where the woman is out seeking something she's looking for a, field, uh, a void to be filled a lot of times i'm not saying this every time but a lot of times these women are looking for voids to be filled meaning they're missing something probably a parent probably both parents i won't call them an orphan but they are orphan like the people in their life um are not very attentive to their needs as young women and then guess what they run into somebody that somebody takes them in and shows them a lot of love at first, and then everything changes. So that's what it. That's what it, it is. Uh, that's how it happens a lot of times. You know, a, a lot of times also, a lot of these women that we see in their immigrants, a lot of them are not here because they chose to come here and work for a better life. A lot of them are here for that reason, sex trafficking purposes. They might put them in a regular job throughout the day, working at a laundry mat or something, or working at a massage parlor, working at a nail shop or, or some, a hair salon, anything like that. A lot of those women are victims of sex trafficking and human trafficking. Don't think that all these people just want to come here 
and steal your job. That's not what it is. Some of them are here against their will. All right, so that's all That's all I'm going to say about that. Just know, man, you need to be aware of that because it's going on. Hopefully, I can get the kind woman on my podcast and she can explain everything in depth and we can go into it and we can um, learn how to look for signs. We can learn um, how to report it if we need to report it. I mean, because listen, that whole no snitching shit that goes out the window when you're talking about young girls being kidnapped and, and put in houses to be raped. You know, you have to see something to say something. It's not even about me having a daughter or nothing like that. It doesn't matter if I had a daughter or not. Stealing people. Think about this. Stealing people for the purpose of letting men have sex with them so that you can make capital gains. It's pure craziness to me. All right, so that's uh, that's a big issue. It has been a big issue. And, you know, we don't want that magazine anymore. All right, so learn something. Cease. If you see something, say something. Now, let's get into this rap fiasco. Last week, I told y'all I heard Rick Ross's album. I thought it was great. A lot of people think it's great. Um, But I also told you, Drake's album was coming out as I was recording that podcast. So I didn't hear Drake's album last week, but I heard it now. It's not an album, it's a playlist. So he's, um, and I'm assuming that he's considering a playlist for legal reasons because, um, Apple, Apple has exclusive rights to his albums and videos, but if he makes it a playlist, quote unquote, he can distribute it anywhere he wants to, which is what he did. So the playlist came out on OVO Sound Radio first. Then it went everywhere on all streaming platforms, Spotify, Tidal, Apple. It was everywhere. All right. So now my review on that Drake album or Drake playlist. Listen, Drake makes good music, man. On the songs Drake was rapping on, the people he's talking about, listen, Drake was was dissing, like, he was just throwing shots at everything. He was throwing shots at, um, well, he definitely was, was throwing dirt on Meek. Like, Meek was laying in the ground, he's throwing dirt on the body. You know, still just throwing dirt, throwing dirt on the body. Tory Lanez, man, he was dissing Tory Lanez the whole time, too. Like, he just, I guess he's just not going to let Tory, he actually said Tory Lanez's government name too in this in this album he said Tory Lane's government name but the thing about it is that's a week old now so and, and every podcast and everybody has already been through the whole breakdown of it I'm just gonna say that Drake's playlist is a good collection of music you know it's not cohesive because it's not supposed to be it's not really an album it's not a whole concept it's just some you know some good music sprinkled in there some you know some hit and miss but it's Drake though it's cool Excuse me. All right, yeah, it's it's you know it is what it is. It's it's Drake. I just got a um somebody sent me a post earlier. Said Drake streamed it three hundred million times. It got streamed on Apple Music three hundred million times in six in a week. That's a, that's a big number, man. Because remember when Kanye Kanye did two hundred fifty million on on title in ten days, and that was like a big deal. Now Drake threw three hundred million on Apple alone. And think about it, when Kanye came out on title, that was a title exclusive. So he did that um. It was a title exclusive for two weeks. So he did 10 days, 250 million on title. But that was it. 
It was no other platforms that had it. Drake did 300 million on Apple while it was on Spotify and on Tidal. That's amazing. <laughs> like, like the numbers are crazy. And that's like a 20, 20 song situation. So, yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot. So, um, now, um, okay, so yeah, he he was he was throwing major bazooka shots at um Meek Mill. He was throwing bazooka shots at um Tory Lanez. Now Kendrick Lamar drops an album. I mean, not an album. He dropped a song on Friday. This Friday that just passed, which was like March twenty fourth, I think. He drops a song called "The Heart Part 4. That made everything stop for a quick second just to hear it so the rap world stopped just to hear it you know it didn't shake the rap it didn't shake the rap world up like control verse but it made everybody stop and listen for a second and now everybody's you know it's like some people think that when you make a diss in a song it can only be about one person i don't understand that people saying it's not about drake it's about big sean i'm like it's about both of them clearly it's about both of them but we, we, we let's get into it, man. And like I said, on on um on more life, Drake is is not just toying with people. He's saying some real. He told Meek he wrote he wrote the um he told Meek he ain't do nothing but write the the manual on garbage ass Rollies picture posting. He's yo he says some some foul shit to Meek, <laughs> like he he says some foul stuff. Um yeah Drake Drake ain't playing with he just he's just not better than Kendrick when it comes to that pen, but. That don't mean Drake is going. Drake don't back down though. I, I've been hearing like Drake been going back and forth with Jay Z for a couple of years now. So I know he's not afraid to go at anybody. You know what I'm saying? So out of all the things we say about Drake, we can't say that he backed down from anybody. First of all, he didn't even put two birds one stone on this um on on more life. It was supposed to be on there, but he didn't put it on there. Two birds one stone is a hard push a T diss. Like Pusha got to come back or something because what what Pusha said on Exodus twenty three one is not better than what Drake said on Two Birds One Stone. Yes, it took like three or four years for him to respond, but so that shit was hard. It don't matter. It don't matter. Like in my eyes, I don't need you to diss nobody back in twenty and forty eight hours and all that shit. You could diss them back whenever you feel like it. It's gonna still count to me. So Pusha dissed him a couple years ago. Drake came back on two. They didn't even put that on. So like I said, you got to give Drake his props when it comes to he don't back down. Drake Drake is diss. Really, he'll diss anybody. He does diss everybody, really. But let's get into um, how, why. All right, so we know Kendrick, when he dropped the um, heart part four, the heart part four, we know he's talking about Big Sean because Big Sean put out a song called No More Interviews a few months ago, which I did a podcast on it. But he put it out a few months ago. And he was going at Kendrick because he felt like Kendrick was going at him on Holy Key. And I agree with him. I think Kendrick was going at him on Holy Key also. So um, Big Sean does no more, no more interviews. He said, I'm sick of y'all. Uh, he's saying you're not the savior of rap, all this shit. And Kendrick is the guy who has been called the savior of rap. He calls himself the savior of rap. Big Sean also said you rapping like a big ass asthma attack. It's trash when I'm rapping it back. He he was just dissing him, you know, and it was cool. It was weak sauce to me, but it was a cool diss. It was Big Sean. You know, Big Sean is not really Big Sean is a good writer. But he I guess he's just not good in, in dissing people or something. I don't know what it is. Alright. So he dissed him. Boom. So now 
Big Sean has the one up now because he has the most recent disc until the hard part four. Now, Kendrick, the hard part four is like a two part song, really. Like the first part is real soulful. You know, he just just doing his thing, giving his reintroduction to the world, letting him know, hey, this is me coming back. But it's real soulful at first. Then the beat changed. Now, this is what everybody say is the part. The beat started changing. When the beat changed, that's when he went straight for Sean. He said, let me let me find it. My fans can't wait for me to sign your punk ass and crush your whole little shit. I'll big pun your, I'll, he said, I'll big pun your punk ass. You a scared little bitch. Tiptoeing around my name, nigga, you lame. And when I, and when I get at you, he said, when I get at you in person, I'll be saying, homie, I was just playing. Now he talking about Big Sean, I believe. Because he hit him with the tiptoeing around my name, nigga, you lame. Now that makes me feel like he talking about Big Sean. I'll big pun your little ass, you know. Big Sean, I'll big pun you. To me, that's what I think he said. You a scared little bitch. Because my fans can't wait for me to sign your punk ass. Because, like I said, no interviews was about Big Sean. People been hitting Kendrick up saying, yo, you just going to let him diss you like that and you're not going to say nothing? So now he, he's telling you, I'm, I'm back. My fans can't wait for me to sign your punk ass, right? Now, that's where I feel like, that's where I feel like that was directly at Big Sean, that part. When I get it, you don't be saying, homie, I was just playing. That Those four bars before that, I think that was directly at Big Sean, nobody else. But I, the, now the rest of it, I'm going I'm, to I'm show you. Right. Now let me go back to Drake's More Life. Drake More Life, he got a song called Free Smoke. It's the first song on there. Drake is throwing major shot. He like four bars in, he started talking about Tory Lanez. He said, uh, what did he say on that joint? He said, um, Drake said, all that talking on the phone, something like you must have never had the feds tap or something. He was pretty much because on Tory Lane's album, he had a bunch of phone conversations talking about crimes that was being going on. Anyway, so on Free Smoke, Drake says, Hidden Hills where I post. He said that multiple times. Hidden Hills where I post. That's in California. You know the hills. People talk about the hills in California, right? He said, um, now I just said, he said, Hidden Hills where I post. He said that multiple times. And then he also said, hold on, let me, let me. He said, free smoke. Niggas move so waste. Please, please step outside your house and show yourself so I can say it to your face. It's bound to happen, man. It's got to happen. Let's just get it out the way. A lot of niggas going bad at me. Please, one at a time. I want to move to Dubai so I don't have to kick it with none of you guys. Then he said the thing about the Hidden Hills again. Hidden Hills while I post. All right. Then he hit him with the... Now, Drake... Now, I think the um, when Drake said that on Free Smoke, talking about the um, Hidden Hills while I post thing, and then he said, please step, come out your house so I can say it to your face. It's bound to happen, man. It's got to happen. Let's get it out the way. Meaning, we going to have to face off with each other. So let's do it. Come, let's stop playing with it. You've been away for two years now. That Untitled Unmastered shit, that wasn't really an album. Pimp the Butterfly was the last album, for real. Serious album, right? So you, I mean, he ain't saying Kendrick is ducking, but he's saying, just come on, man. Let's do it. In my opinion, this is what I think he's saying. Then another thing he said, Mama used to never... Now, Drake is not talking about Kendrick this whole time on this shit. 
But I think Kendrick responded to some of the stuff he was saying. All right, so boom, on free smoke. Mama never used to cook much. Now Chevy KD, me and Chevy KD, been on shop for 20 Gs. I make too much money these days to ever say poor me. All right. All right, boom. So he said those things. Then Drake, uh, then Drake said on, so I just said the me, Chef KD, been on shot for 23. He's talking about the Warriors, you know what I'm saying, Steph Curry and KD, because Drake is cool with them guys. He compares himself to KD and Steph a lot, right? And then on Drake's Can't Have Everything, which is another song on the CD where he body and Meek Mill, just doing, did him dirty. This this is a bar, some bars he said about Meek Mill, right? Old triple-double rust face. Watch with the bus face. Never met the plug, but I rap about the plug face. Never met myself. I don't remember who I was face, right? Now, he's clearly talking to Meek right there. But he said old triple-double rust, rust face. Like he, It's almost like saying somebody is like Russell Westbrook is a bad thing. You know what I'm saying? Because the line before that, he said, you went from two-face to three-face, old triple-double rust face, watch with the bus face. So it's like he's saying something. If you compare somebody to Russ, that's a bad thing because I'm like KD and Chef, Chef Curry. So Kendrick come back. Okay, hold on. Sorry. Drake says another thing. And this is on another song, Gal Chester. I don't even know what the hell that means. He said, I know I said I'm top five, but I'm top two and I'm not two. And I got one, thought you had one, but it's not one, nigga, nah. Right? He said, top five, I'm top two. And I'm not two. Right? So, boom. That's everything that Drake said that I feel Kendrick addressed on the heart part four. Right? Now, he came in early, screaming, one, two, three, four, five. I am the greatest rapper alive. He establishing it early. I'm the best rapper alive. All right, so remember I told y'all, Drake kept saying hidden, hidden hills where I post. Then he said, please come outside so I can say it to your face. It's bound to happen, man. It's got to happen. Let's just get it out the way. Kendrick comes back, house in the hills, house on the beach, nigga. Condo in Compton. I'm still in reach, nigga. He's telling Drake, I'm not, I, I'm, you can get to me. I'm not that far away. I got a house all over, all over uh, Cali. I got spots all over Cali. Don't act like I'm out of reach. I'm still in reach. I'm in Compton. I'm in the hills. I'm on the beach. Anywhere you want to come see me. Right? Then now he's addressing now he's addressing the KD comparisons and the Steph comparisons. Tables turn, lesson learn. Tables turn, lesson learn. My best look. You jump sides on me. Now you about to meet Westbrook. Go celebrate with your team and let victory vouch. Just know the next game played, I might slap the shit out you. You see that? He, Kendrick made himself Westbrook. Since Drake keep on making himself KD and Chef. Well, really, he's calling he, KD. He, he make himself KD. Remember, remember when um, Drake said, me and KD, we relate, we get the same attention. He said that before. But... Kendrick is saying, okay, you KD, I'm Westbrook. You switch sides on me. Don't play no more games because next game you play, I might smack the shit out you. All right, boom. Uh, now, we know Jay's, Drake has been going at Jay-Z. Now, this this next part that, I, that Kendrick say could go at 
uh, Drake and Big Sean, but let me get to, We know Drake has been comparing himself to Jay-Z. He said plenty of things going that hole. He said, I used to want to be on Rockefeller, then I turned into Jay. He said a bunch of shit. Drake been saying stuff for years now, and rightfully so, because Drake want to be the best, so you got to come at the best if you want to be the best. But Kendrick is saying, slow your roll, bro. You're not even the best in our era because I'm better than you. But we'll get to that another time. All right, anyway, Drake has been going at Jay-Z. Kendrick comes in. He said... Now, it was, a, it was a very cold situation because he was rapping. Then it was like he was balling up the paper because he didn't like the, ver the, the lines he was spitting. So he's like, so many verses, I can never run out. Then the girl came in and said, you're scaring the people. The, the sound is too loud. Then Kendrick come back and say, hold Jay-Z Hall of Fame. Sit your punk ass down. Now, that could be at Drake and Big Sean. It could be at Big Sean because... Big Sean has an album called Hall of Fame, right? That's as far as that goes. But that doesn't have anything to do with Jay-Z. He could be saying Jay-Z is the only Hall of Famer. That could be what that means. But why I think it's really about Drake is because he's saying, ho, Jay-Z, Hall of Fame, sit your punk ass down. Meaning you're not Jay-Z. You can't compare yourself to Jay-Z. Stop saying stuff about Hove. And then the next line lets me know he's talking about Drake. He says, so that means you ain't bigger than rap ping. Because Drake talks about now Drake is so Drake feels so big right now, big headed and big and arrogant. They gave him two Grammys for rap. He didn't want them shits. He like, no, I'm not a rapper. I'm not just a rapper. I do all these other things. I don't want those Grammys you're trying to give me. I'm not I'm not that. So that's Drake pretty much saying, no, I'm bigger or better than just what y'all trying to give me. He got two grand. Now, normally Grammys is like they mean something. Drake is changing that. He's like, no, if you don't give me the Grammy I want, then that shit, it means nothing to me, which I I respect that. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to put credence. You don't have to um, care about the Grammys just because it's called the Grammys. If you don't want it, if that's not what you asked for or if that's not what you're working for, then who cares if they give you a Grammy? Drake didn't even show up for those two Grammys that they gave him. Now, that's not common for people to win two Grammys and not even come. So like I said, I respect I respect Drake for that one. But Kendrick is saying, relax yourself, sit your punk ass down, you're not bigger than Jay-Z. That's that. So like I said, it could be at big it could be at Big Sean or it could be at Drake. I just think it was at Drake because of the the next line after that, which is you ain't bigger than rapping. And then that could be that could be about that could be about Big Sean too, because his name is Big Sean. Okay, you Big Sean, but you're not bigger than rapping. I still think that would be a weak diss. That those two lines would be weak at Big Sean because they really don't, they don't hit him that hard. I think they hit Drake harder. All right, I'm even going longer than I wanted to go right now. This is my last point right here. Um, I remember I told y'all Drake said, Drake said he was um, he told y'all I'm top five. But I'm top two and I'm not two. And I got one. Thought you had one. All right. Kendrick comes back later on on um, on uh, the heart part four and says, I let y'all worry about the list. I'm on some other shit. Big difference from accomplishment and astonishing. Saying like, I don't care where you rank yourself at. I got other things going on. 
know what I'm saying? You could you could say whatever you want about your ranking. I'm I'm still the best rapper alive because he started the verse out with that. One, two, three, four, five. I am the greatest rapper alive. So I think Kendrick and then so yeah, I think Kendrick listened to more life, digested it a little bit. He listened to no more interviews. Cause he did say that he was the savior of rap a couple times in this verse right here. In the heart part four, he said it a couple times. So he's just letting Big Sean know. Big Sean, um, my fans want me to crush your whole little shit. I'll big pun your punk ass. You a scared little bit. Like he said, he telling Big Sean, you ain't even big enough for this fight, and you don't want you don't want this. But Drake, I got some things for you, bro. Let's let's make it happen. Cause he he died, he listened to Drake's CD. You could tell he listened to Drake's whole thing, the whole playlist, because he's talking about different things throughout the the um throughout the playlist. So. Like I said, man, that's all I got for y'all right now. Uh, y'all get at me. The I'm gonna work hard, like I said, to get this lady from the from the foundation with the human trafficking victims, and we gonna we gonna learn some things, man. Uh oh, I did I did a thing on Facebook and I asked people who what albums they feel like. What are the last five classic albums? Now, when I say that, I mean. The most recent five. So if you feel like an album is classic, like go chronologically backwards. So from now and go backwards, work yourself backwards. Once you get the five, stop and tell me those five that you have. My five, what I feel are the last five classic albums, what I consider classic. Now, everybody's classic is different. So you don't need to hear somebody's classic and start arguing with them. But my, what I feel like is, um, so I think the last classic, I think A Seat at the Table is a classic. I think it's an instant classic. I think it's a classic. A Seat at the Table by Solange. That's the most recent. Then Good Kid, Mad City. That's the, the second most recent, right, by Kendrick Lamar. Then um, 808s and Heartbreaks. I think that's a classic. I think it changed everything. I think it, I don't think it changed. It made rap, it made rap albums be more acceptable and open itself up more to the different things that we started hearing in rap and rappers exploring on the albums, right? All right. So, uh, okay, so 808 to Heartbreaks, that's my third most recent. Then I got um, Port of Miami. Love that album. That's a classic to me. It's Rick Ross' best album. Maybe it's just my favorite, but it's Rick Ross' best to me, Port of Miami. Uh, and then the fifth most recent, is get rich or die trying. Now I know my my thing is stretched out, and I heard I seen a lot of good responses. People people gave me some good stuff. That's just my list. Everybody's list should be different, you know, because we all have different minds. We all were in different spaces when we heard different albums. So everybody's list should look differently, right? The the um two albums that I have seen the probably the most actually is take care. And Good Kid, Mad City. Take Care by Drake and Good Kid, Mad City by uh, Kendrick. Uh, yeah, I think Take Care is Drake's best album. I don't think it's classic, though. You know, when you think classic, I don't think classic in terms of comparing that person's uh, work to the rest of their work. I think classic, I mean, compared to everything that I ever heard. You know what I'm saying? So, but I'm not mad at people for having take care because a lot of people had take care in they in their list. So I can't, you know, I can't dispute that. And Good Kid, Mad City was in a lot of them. So, uh, yeah, yeah, man. Y'all, y'all, let me know what you what you think the last five um, classic albums were, and uh, I'll get at y'all next week, man. Peace.